the wrestling podcast about nothing is brought to you by bda radio bda radio doesn't break news they break the news with their wild commentary regarding mma and wrestling head on over to bdaradio.com and check out all of the latest news on the ufc bellator wwe and much more they are proud to be the voice of fans because they are fans themselves bdaradio.com I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. Wrestling fans, there are millions and millions of podcasts out there, but there's nothing like this one. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dimension? This is the wrestling podcast about nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Welcome to the wrestling podcast about nothing episode 20 presented by BDARadio.com. There are so many pro wrestling podcasts out there covering every facet of the business. So we went to BDA Radio and said we had a different idea for a podcast. Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. They said, what's wrestling podcast about? We said nothing. And thankfully they said, we think you may have something here. So here we are. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast, currently on an extended hiatus from the ring. And joining me, as always, is a veteran of the New England Independent Matt Wars, the irresistible force, the immovable object. He is unranked in this year's PWI 500, the kingpin, Brian Malonis. What do you, what do you, what do you mean I'm unranked? That's what I'm, uh, that's what I'm told. You are not anywhere on the list of independent wrestlers in the world. I don't... Uh... Wow. You don't exist. Wow, you just, uh, Jesus, you dropped a bombshell on me here, Mike. I don't even know how I'm going to uh, get through this episode now. I mean, I'd, I'd like to fancy myself as one of the best 500 wrestlers uh, in the world in this very uh, scientifically ranked uh, poll that's, uh, that's, that's done by Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Hey, you're 501, right, buddy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got to tell you, Mike, the, the PWI 500, I was... Uh, I have been in it a few times, and I and, and and any wrestler tells you that they don't care, or whatever. If they were a wrestling fan growing up, you know the deal. PWI 500 every year was a big deal as a kid growing up. So the few times I have been featured in the PWI 500, I was thrilled. Uh, what was your ranking? I think my highest was like like 317 or something like that. And I don't even know how. Acting like, like I, you don't know the exact number. It's like it's like it's like it's like 300 in like the teens. Like right. it, 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 I don't know the exact number, but it's like 300 in the teens. And I don't know how I got that high cuz that's actually fairly high for an independent guy. Right. Like and I I'm, I think it was the year we did the show, the homecoming show with John Cena and Vince McMahon showed up. I'm pretty sure it was like that year, whatever right. that year was. Uh, and then I think I also did the Super 8. Maybe. Well, that's two different years. It was like three years apart. I don't even know. I don't even remember what year it was now. <laughs> but one of those years I was pretty high ranked, Mike. Uh, you, could, you could have been a contender. Should have been number one. Maybe next year, buddy. Maybe next year. So this podcast is available every Monday on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play Music, TuneIn Radio, and, of course, at BDARadio.com. And also, Brian, we are now heard every Tuesday night, 11 p.m. Eastern, on the Podcast Radio Network. That's right. All for your late-night needs, huh? Yes. PodcastRadioNetwork.net. And you can also find the Podcast Radio Network on TuneIn Radio. And listen, Tuesdays, 11 p.m. Eastern Time. We're your Tuesday night booty call, huh? 
Something no? like that. All right. Huh? Maybe. We're good looking guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> we're not we're not, we're taken though, Brian. We're taken. Speak for yourself. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, I better not get myself any more hot water than I'm already in. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Now we ask you, please do something for the wrestling podcast about nothing. Brian, I got two words for you. Oh, really? Share and subscribe. That's three, Mike. Well, and star rating. So that's like five words, I you're, guess. Now you're really bad at this. Well, uh, in, but I mean, there's th- not two. There, there's three actions you can take to help the podcast. Let's let's just share, subscribe, and star rating. The three S's. How about we just do like the Brock Lesnar thing? Share, subscribe, rate, and repeat. Right? No, I want to do the three S's, Brian. Oh boy. Let me do the three S's. So it's share, subscribe, and star rating. Please share our posts on Facebook, our tweets on Twitter. That helps get the word out and gives more folks the opportunity to give us a listen. Also, be sure to subscribe to the feed on the podcast platform you're using right now. And take a minute, if you're on iTunes or Stitcher, and give us a star rating. And if you'd be so kind, also a review. That is the best way to increase our exposure and help us grow. So please do us a personal favor. Remember the three S's, Brian. It's the three S's. We're sticking with it. Share our social media posts. Subscribe to the podcast feed. And please help us out with those star ratings. Hey, I noticed you conveniently skipped over uh, the Instagram post that you posted on uh, on uh, Thursday night. Uh, on Throwback Thursday, you posted with yourself and uh, Brutal Bob Evans. And yes. I, and I shared it on uh, Twitter to my... Over 1,000 followers. And huh? you made a little uh, 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 <laughs> dig at myself and Brutal Bob. Well, you, hey, you answer, you answer Dave Ratty's uh, uh, questions every week. Why, why didn't you answer my question? It's, it's, you, so you, your question was? Well, I said Brutal Bob Evans never had any. Or did Brutal Bob Evans ever have hair? And what happened to Croc Soxes? Brutal Bob <laughs> Evans did have hair. When I met him, he's a... Uh, uh, a young red-headed fella, and my hair—it's—it's it's something that happens with age, Brian. You'll find out. <laughs> You'll find out. I'm cursing you right I feel, now. I feel—I feel like you were already uh, at the point I'm at. You were already starting to go south. I don't know about that. Phil's Brian. still looking good, though. He sure is. I saw Phil at your wedding. He's still looking good. What does that mean? Well, he still has a full head of hair. He's got his hair looks just like mine. No, it does it's not. Missing, missing a little patch in the back. No, your old man has more hair on his head than you do. Oh, get out of town. All right, cake pen. I've had enough of you. But actually, this episode, I'm going to get a lot more of you. So this, is, <laughs> this no doubt this, will be the highest highest downloaded episode ever. This is not working out for me. We're going to do something a little different. It's a holiday weekend. It's Labor Day weekend, Brian. We're going to do something a little different. We're going to talk about uh, patriotic wrestlers, right? Like I suggested. Yeah, that that didn't really go over <laughs> that well. What was your exact text to me? Good. Pull, peel back the curtain for the fans. I think it was like, ugh. Yeah, like, that stinks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that it was, that stinks. Right. <laughs> Tweet us at the WPAN. Who's your favorite patriotic wrestler? The Kingpin needs to know. Dick Justice. All right. Now more than ever, Brian, the emergence of guys like Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens, our friend Tommaso Ciampa, people have become fascinated with the life of an independent wrestler. So this week on the WPAN, you are going to take us through a typical week. More specifically, last week, you had three shows booked, a podcast to do, a job, a family to take care of, and we're giving you a more personal look into the world of indie wrestling with everyone's pal, the Kingpin. 
<laughs> All right, everyone's pal. Yes, yeah, so we're going to get into that this week. Also, our most popular semi-regular segment returns from the ashes, Brian. Plus, oh plus we got Merv Griffin time, our weekly promo about nothing, and so much more. But before we get to all that, let's talk about our sponsor. People ask me, what do you mean, BDARadio.com? What does the BDA stand for? Big Dick Art? Oh, okay. What? No, no, Brian, 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 Brian. Uh, while hosting a site that displays drawings of the late Big Dick Dudley would be a great thing. You didn't mean you didn't think I meant anything else, right? No, of course not. It's loving tributes to Big Dick Dudley artwork. It would be a great thing. But BDA Radio really means the most unique commentary on mixed martial arts and pro wrestling on the internet. They don't break news. They break the news with their wild commentary regarding MMA and wrestling. Head over to BDARadio.com and check out all the latest news on UFC, Bellator, WWE, and much more. Plunge deep into the world of combat sports. Hard news comes fast at BDARadio.com. Oh, you're very full of innuendos uh, this evening, Michael. What's this Big Dick Dudley? So I got a, I got a question here. What's so I'm that? looking at my format sheet here. Yes. And we never go right into Merv Griffin time. So there's an empty block on my uh, on my sheet here. What's going on? We're not leading off of Merv Griffin, are we? No, Brian, we are not. As you know, and I have no problem admitting this, Brian, I love the dirt sheets. <laughs> oh, boy. And that's what some people call the insider wrestling newsletters and modern times, the wrestling news sites. I love the dirt sheets. It's what I do. It's what I am. You got to check the dirt sheets. Love good sheet. I've been knee-deep in the stuff since I found out they existed, Brian. You? Not really. Not so much. So with that in mind, let's get into America's Game. The wrestling podcast about nothing's top-rated entertainment segment. <clears throat> oh, boy. We're doing the dirt sheet shuffle. Da, da, da. Oh All right. Boy. Someday we'll be able to afford a real jingle. <laughs> yeah, the, the BDA radio... S- Oh, well, like we talked about before, uh, a man walks into an arm bar, took our entire uh, our budget, b- yeah. entire budget. So yeah, they get all the bells and whistles over there. Well, they need it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Brian. Three news stories from the pro wrestling news sites around the internet. Which one of these did not actually get reported? Brian, are you going to play fair this week? Okay, I, I've taken under advisement. The various th- the various uh, negative feedback I've gotten from people like uh, Todd Sopel and uh, was it Big Woody? Big that- Woody, my boys, my boys taking care of me. Yeah, they they've called into question the integrity of the dirt sheet shuffle, and I've I've taken that under advisement. So let's see how I do this week, Brian. All right. Okay, story number one: the club, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. We're paired with Dana Brooke last Monday on Raw, and someone is pissed. No, it's not Gallows or Anderson, not publicly anyway, but Luke Gallows' wife, female wrestler Amber O'Neill. When asked about Dana being linked with her man on WWE TV, she tweeted, I will kill a bitch. Okay. (laughs) That is story number one. Number two. Sometime before his passing, TNA had interest in Kimbo Slice coming in and actually spoke to a former wrestler about training him. 
that wrestling technician, Brian, the man who also acted as Kimbo's bodyguard, the warlord. Uh, that one sounds a little a little suspicious, but, you know, we'll see. Let's listen to the third one. Story number three. Rhino, who has returned to WWE as a SmackDown Live talent, receives six stitches after being busted open hard way in his tag team match with Heath Slater against the returning Headbangers this week. Rhino, who is also running for office as a Michigan State representative, had to cancel a fundraising dinner a day later to alleviate the chance of blood dripping on the fingerling potatoes. <laughs> I rewrite these things. I dress them up a little bit. I try to have a little fun with these things. I don't. I don't report these okay, exactly so as they're reported on. Uh, the okay, so cl- clear. Because uh, so I'm not gonna. Ch- I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna guess number two. You know, option two, and you're gonna be like, no, he wasn't worried about blood dripping on the potatoes. It was blood on the steak. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because that's, that's what he did last that was time. Just a little joke at the end there. I, I rewrite all these things to make them a little funny and kooky. I can tell the, you wrote them for the fi- hey, 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 for the fans. <laughs> okay, so let's review, Brian. Number one, Luke Gallows' wife, women wrestler Amber O'Neill. She's pissed. It's not friendship. She tweets, I will kill a bitch about Dana Brooke now being paired with the club on WWE TV. Number two, Kibbo Slice, there was interest in him from TNA, and they asked the Warlord to train him. Number three, Rhino got those stitches on SmackDown, and he had to cancel a fundraising dinner the next day. Well, I'm really out of the loop because I haven't I haven't heard any any of these stories. And well, I knew Rhino got busted open because I watched I watched SmackDown. But yeah, you you dug deep this time. Uh, I hadn't heard I hadn't heard any of these stories. So even the ones that are that are true, I hadn't even heard. Try um, all right. Talk it through for me, Brian. Yeah. Talk so it I, I think I think the I think the first one definitely. I think the first one's true. I, I feel like the first one is true, and uh, I don't think I've ever heard you use the term like uh, "I'll kill a bitch." So, so uh, I don't know if those. I don't know if you would actually come up with those words to fabricate a story. So I, I think that one's true. Now my gut instinct is is number two here, mm-hmm. um, but given TNA's. Uh, you know how can I how can I couch this, Mike? How can I uh, not slander them completely? Oh Qu- questionable, Uh-oh. question questionable decisions in TNA's past. Not anymore, though. Dixie Dixie Carter is out. I did hear that. I heard that part, that one. Um, I, I mean, Kimbo Slice coming in doesn't surprise me. Um, the part that would surprise me would be the Warlord training him. But again, it being TNA. Um, so that leaves us with number three, Rhino canceling, uh, canceling the fundraiser the very next day because of, uh, uh, because he got busted open. So I think, I think I'm going to go against my gut here. Okay. Uh, which is a noticeably smaller mic. I don't know if you've noticed lately. I'm going to go against my gut instinct here and I'm going to say number three is the false story. I'm going to say Rhino did not cancel a fundraiser due to being busted open on SmackDown Live this past Tuesday. That's my final answer, Mike. Number three. It's locked in. Okay. All right. So you're saying Rhino. He did not cancel the fundraising dinner. And you are correct. All right. Uh, Yes. 
back on track, baby. We've at 500 now. <laughs> two and two. Hey, all that matters is what you did in the last game. In the last game, I just won, Mike. Uh, I just won. All right. I'm on so. top of the world right now. <laughs> yes. So Rhino was busted open hard way. Did get the six stitches. Uh, and he is running for Michigan State representative, but there was no, never any story about him canceling a fundraiser. And uh, there was no mention of fringling potatoes anywhere. I just <laughs> like fringling potatoes. <laughs> All right. So you did it. You did it, Brian. I did it, Mike. I did it. I'm the king of the world, baby. You're king the, of the world. The king of the dirt sheet shuffle until next time. And they Brian. thought everybody thought Kevin Owens' win this week was big, but come on. We all know who the real champ is, huh? The real champ of the universe, the kingpin, baby. Are you saying the champ is here? Yeah, I am, actually. I think I am. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Watch out for uh, your buddy Chad Alden there. Oh, boy. Okay, and we'll close out this segment the only way I know how, Brian. Do I I get a say in this where I won? No. We're doing the dirt sheet shuffle. All right. Now, on to Merch. Griffin time, Brian. This is the talk show within a talk show. Our chance to sit down with the listeners and talk. We talk to you, and most importantly, you talk to us. Get in on it by calling our brand new voicemail line. That number is 401-584-9726. That's 401-584-WPAN. All right, Brian, we have a voicemail. And it's our first oh. it's our first return caller, I believe. Oh, is it Mike Nice? Let's see what we get here from this week's voicemail caller. Oh, wrestling podcast about nothing. WPAN. Oh, it's me, Mike Nice. Oh, unbelievable. Calling from New York. Unbelievable that me, Mike Nice, would take time out of my day to call your podcast and say things about your podcast to you. All right, look, Sarge Jay Deloise, the noise from New York, the scar of salt and the sarcasm, pro wrestling's premier prognosticator, sitting by the phone waiting for either the Kingpin or Crockett to give me a call. I am the undisputed heavyweight champion of saying things out loud. You have a podcast. It makes no sense for you to not book championship-level talent on your podcast. You want people to listen to it, so why not put a champion in there? You guys are good at the wrestling and the refereeing, and you guys are really great at that. And you even have some interesting things to say on your on your silly little podcast. But what you don't have is championship-level talent at the talking level. And that's what I bring. That's who I am. So when you consider your options for your show, perhaps, maybe, reach out to me, R.J. Deloise. And have me on your show. Thanks. And I look forward to hearing from you soon. Bye. Well, he's back. Uh, (laughs) Now, was he Mike Nice last week? Uh, See, I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, Took a strange turn here. I don't know what the hell's going on. But RJ (laughs) DeLuise still trying to angle his way into the wrestling podcast about nothing. We told him. Sultan of Scarf himself. Yes, we told them that we're very booked up. Well, does this count as an appearance now? Yeah, maybe it does. He's been on as many times as Tarzan has now. That's true. All right, so maybe we've satisfied. We've uh, 
fulfilled our obligation to uh, RJ Deluise. What do you think? I don't know. Perhaps. No, we want to have RJ on. It's just we got to make it work somehow. RJ, we live in the New England area, and RJ lives in New York, and you know sometimes the logistics aren't great. Mike, my, my, uh, as uh, evidence last week's episode of Mike Mills, our technical director, uh, maybe <laughs> maybe not uh, up to speed on all the latest technology. Not quite up to snuff. <laughs> so yes, definitely RJ. We're thinking about you. Thank you for calling in. And, I mean, yeah, definitely maybe before the year's out, we'll have uh, RJ Deloise. I'll tell you what. He can be a, he can be a, he can be a co-host if he, uh, if he publicly uh, supports Donald Trump. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> there will be no political I'm talk kidding, on course. this podcast. No, there will not be. Okay. The other way to participate here on Merv Griffin Time is using our hashtag on Twitter. That is hashtag PDA for BDA. You can tweet it at BDA underscore radio or me at Crocsox or him at Brian Malonis or at the WPAN on Twitter. All right. Mike Mills at Mike504Saints, our special guest last week. He says he had a great time. He can't wait to come back for the top five Sasha Banks moments episode. LOL. Oh my goodness, Mike Mills! Yeah, I think he has a problem. He can't get it. Yes, it's time to go to <laughs> Sasha Banks uh, rehab. I think he, I think he has a little problem there. I think maybe <laughs> it's 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 good that she's, you know, taking a little break away from TV. Now she can rest. Now he can rest, and you know maybe maybe save save his marriage. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think Mrs. Mills is too happy with him as Mike talk as Mike talks about. Yes, uh, Mike. Thanks so much for being our guest last week, and we'll. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk. Yeah, to you we'll, again. we'll have Mike back definitely. That was a lot of fun. Uh, loved that pod. Loved booking the territory. I'm excited to hear the Smoky Mountain podcast that they're going to do. Uh, I know they did a preview uh, yes. episode this week, so but we will definitely have Mike on because you know I don't know he's funny as hell and fun to talk to. So <laughs> yes, and TK at T Hog ninety four saying. Having the WPAN drop on Sundays makes my Monday morning commute 100 times better. Thanks very much, TK. Yeah, the podcast usually comes like maybe between 2 a.m. and 4 a.m. on on a <laughs> Sunday night, Monday morning, depending on how long it takes me to uh, get together. Yeah, I will say. That. Let me just put this out there because I don't probably compliment you enough, Mike. I know. I know. Uh, you know, you complain that maybe the kingpin doesn't compliment you enough, but I am truly appreciative uh, of all that Mike does. Mike writes the right, writes the format sheets. He does the editing. He's the heart and soul of this thing. I just bring the entertainment. I come and and blather and uh, do all that good stuff, and I'm loud and boisterous and uh, whatnot. But Mike's the heart and soul of the WPAN. So little props, little big ups for uh, Mike Crockett. Wow, I gotta. How about that, huh? Definitely not editing that out. <laughs> <laughs> Elwood Apt, that is Big Woody, your longtime close personal friend, at Apt Elwood on Twitter. He says, "Good luck topping that promo." It's also in the running for the worst gimmick ever, maybe worse than Beaver Cleavage. Of course, oh. Tagar lives on. <laughs> yes. Tagar, Lord of the Volcano. It is- He's right. It's going to be tough. I don't know how we can find a promo worse than that. It was really something like it was on a, I mean, it's local, but YouTube is not their friend down there in Memphis, oh, Tennessee. It was so Just the bad. fact that that is out there for everyone to see and whose idea was that? Even worse was I went back and found some stuff and like his, his really, la- it's like, at least when WWE has these 
ridiculous characters now. They're in like a 20,000-seat arena, and there's all sorts of production behind it. And the one match I saw was him coming out. It's like 20 people in a studio. He does the stupid shoot the fire thing, and then like right. uh, just absurdity, like complete absurdity. I don't. It's garbage. Like, and I love it. And check out at the WPAN on Twitter. I posted a match he actually had with Jerry the King Lawler, which I believe was his last appearance. He did last longer than a week, I think. He had a squash match that you probably saw with the yes, uh, yeah. The flaming shield yep. or whatnot. <laughs> yes. And then he was attacked by Bill Dundee. And then maybe the next week he had the match with Lawler on TV. And then I think he was done. But yeah, they. they who is Tagar? Do we know? Do we know Tagar? I don't is? think so. I don't think that's not out there. Maybe we I, can. Yeah, I searched. I, I didn't find it. I really don't know. Tagar, Lord of the Volcano. Let's uh, have Jerry Lawler on this podcast and ask him. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> let's call that guy up. Can we can we get him or does anybody have contact info out there for Jerry the King Lawler? <laughs> I think it's at Jerry Lawler on Twitter. It's gotta be somebody from that Memphis territory that we can get get a hold of who would know. Nineteen ninety one. I don't know. We'll have to look into that. Okay, Stephen at HHH guy two thousand four. Been a fan from the very beginning. We appreciate it, Stephen. He says he thinks either Brian Malonis or Sean Gorman. It's a toss-up for me for best chaotic heel in history. I'll tell you what. He has a point there. I'll tell you what. I tooted my own horn last week. Uh, I didn't get any text or call, so I'm just going to assume everybody's okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I wasn't made fun of at all. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, bunch of dickheads that we know. <laughs> um, but I'll tell you what. Sean Gorman is a hell of a manager, hell of a heel. I think one of the most proudest uh, things I was part of, uh, you know, and, and I think Tarzan talked about it, like uh, when he was booking Chaotic, one of the things he was most proud of was that angle where Gorman took over uh, Chaotic Wrestling. And ironically, I was a babyface. It was probably the only time my entire babyface run that I was really over. But when he took over Chaotic Wrestling and, and was the, you know, you know, was running it into the ground type thing and fired Paladino and that was tremendous stuff. Uh you know, lots of uh, lots of credit to uh, to Sean Gorman, who's wasn't well. He's retired now. You know, he doesn't, right. I guess or, or stopped doing it. Um, but tremendous manager. Uh, and I know, like when I was helping book and stuff like that, when we were worried about turning a guy, making him a heel, if we were worried that he was still going to get cheered, like a Brian Fury or like the Logan brothers. The Logan brothers were so over in Lowell. Like, how can we turn them? And make sure they're booed. Put Sean Gorman with them. Right, right. And what was the <laughs> crux of my babyface turn? Who was I feuding with? Right, Sean Gorman. Sean, so, Sean Gorman. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely, that is a strong argument for Gorman as top heel. And thanks, Stephen, for uh, bringing that to our attention. But yeah. <laughs> it should have been at the forefront of our mind, but now it is. Thanks, Stephen. Too wrapped up and put myself over. <laughs> yes, you definitely were. <laughs> okay, here we go, Brian. The David Ratty question of the week. I love it. At Dave Ratman. And Dave, keep, keep them coming, man. We love these. Yes, thanks very much. Dave Ratman on Twitter. He says, one of my favorite chaotic wrestlers ever was Hurricane John Walters. Did you enjoy working with him, and is he still active today? All right, Brian. He is semi-retired, I guess. I saw that he's doing a tour of New Zealand, I believe. Did, yeah, I actually talked to John about that. Yeah, I, yeah, saw, he, I saw him recently. Yeah, he does like wrestling when it's convenient for him. He's going to free trip to New Zealand and he's going to get paid money. So Right, yeah. yeah. So he does wrestling when he feels like it, but he 
does well enough in other ventures that he doesn't have to do yeah. wrestling John's to supplement his income. Yeah. John's a smart guy, very smart, works hard, uh, worked hard when he was wrestling, works hard in his body, works hard in business. Um, you know, John, yeah, Jesus, I loved working with John. He has the same 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 old jokes every time I see him, but, <laughs> but I laugh every time. Uh, and I, I don't see him as much as, as I used to, and, and you probably haven't seen him in even longer than, than I, yeah. as I have. Um, but I always enjoy, you know, connecting with him. Uh, he's another guy um, right up there when we talked about, like, Alex Arion, but he's another guy who it's really too bad that this kind of era of wrestling has happened now and beyond um, John's career because he's a guy who would absolutely flourished uh, in this period of wrestling. I, right. I have no doubt John would have been a guy probably in NXT or if not NXT, somewhere making money in, in wrestling because he was too damn talented not to. And he just happened, unfortunately for John, come up in an era where 6'4", 260, you know. And damn near got signed. Yeah, in the early 2000s, it was him and Arch would always, whenever they were in like the Northeast region, you know, Jersey, New York, Boston, and Maine, anywhere WWE came, those two guys were always there, and yeah. they, they all—they both got a sniff, but it just never. Yeah, and John was a guy. I will say this, and uh, without getting into gory details or whatever, but um, John was a guy who was true to himself, and he, you know he didn't compromise who he was or what he wanted to do uh, just to get a job in WWE or whatever. Uh, I think everybody kind of WWE asked guys to do things, make changes, cut their hair, all sorts of things. John was like, "No, this is who I am. This is what I am." take me or you know take me or leave me sort of thing and uh i respect the hell out of that and and i'll tell you what i hope i would love to connect to, in the ring with john walters again sometime and uh hopefully that's possible but who knows you never know and dave ratty thanks so much for the question look forward to seeing what you have for us next week on the wrestling podcast about nothing uh, a couple shout outs here at the end of merv griffin time check in the boots the podcast with Tony S, referee Tony S, and Chip K. Fabe on the iTunes, on the Stitcher, everywhere you get your podcasts. Be sure to check them out. They always plug us. They've been really nice to us, uh, and we really appreciate it. So make sure you check out the Check in the Boots podcast. Also, the Hurricane Rana podcast. They uh, retweet our stuff and uh, are very nice to us and say they enjoy the show. I enjoy listening to the Hurricane Rana podcast. They do a live Facebook live actually of their show every Wednesday night. So be sure to check that out. Um, okay. Fabe we're, uh, we're connecting to and hopefully having him on very soon. Let's talk about the King of the mountain podcast. It's a TNA podcast, Brian. Oh, and uh, they're friendly with uh, book in the territory with Mike Mills and they retweeted our show. So we appreciate that very much. Thank you. Helping get us out there. At Z123Wrestling retweeted us, and we appreciate that as well. Jay Friedland, also Jay Friedland, he's at JCFree324. He uh, talked to us about Lucha Underground and said that you can actually, on Comcast, if you go on Comcast On Demand online, they actually have Lucha Underground episodes available to watch. Ooh, all right. I'll have to go check that out. I have, uh, I unfortunately have Comcast. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently... Verizon Fios just added uh, L Ray. I Network. saw that. I saw you post that. I was very jealous. We might have to make uh, might have to make Lucha Underground like a make a Night at the Crockets or something. And it starts very very soon, season three. So I will definitely have to be checking that out. Well, you, you gonna invite me over or what? Uh, we'll see what happens. We'll Come on, Dorana likes me, right? She does, but you know, it's I like to have some quiet time. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna tell her. I'm gonna tell her you uh, you're not inviting <laughs> me over. We're gonna watch we're gonna watch uh, you know Lucha Underground together, and then she can make her lovely salsa that I enjoyed so much. Oh my God, she made some uh, some salsa verde. Uh, so good. Oh well, you brought you, did you bring some with you? No, apparently. Why the hell are you no. talking about oh, it? Oh boy. Okay, <laughs> we want to see you here from Merv Griffin time, folks. Two ways you can participate, and we'd be so appreciative if you would use that hashtag. PDA for BDA on Twitter. Leave us your questions and comments that way or call our voicemail line 401-584-9726. That's 401-584-WPAN. Thanks so much to everyone who took part in Merv Griffin time this week and we look forward to talking to you on Twitter and hearing your voicemails and we will bring you the best of it next week on the Wrestling Podcast about nothing. All right, Kingpin. Speaking of blank spaces. Oh, is it about me? I have a big blank space on my format sheet, and I'm scared to death <laughs> because I have no idea what's going on. This is your segment. We devised this plan. You're going to tell us all about your week, a week in the life of an independent wrestler, namely Kingpin Brian Malonis. Last week, you had a big week. You had three shows booked. Go ahead. <laughs> well, the, I guess to peel back the we'll start right away with peeling back the curtain because you had given me a task to put some stuff together for a uh for the format sheet and i did not accomplish this task oh boy um because of the crazy life i've been leading uh these past few months um so i think i think it, i can kind of start with for year for a period of time i slowed down quite a bit i was probably only working chaotic shows Maybe a sporadic other one here or there, but so it'd be like twice a month, maybe. Yeah, three maybe, times. <laughs> yeah. maybe twice a month, mostly once a month, and then, uh, you know, a few months back, uh, I decided that well, I'm still doing this, and if I'm still going to do it, I want to make one last go of it here. So lately, my schedule has been a little, a little nutso. Um, so, you know, I've definitely been more active, uh, more active, and and going to the gym, things like going to the gym, which is very important. Uh, and preparing myself for so shows. They say. So I think everybody knows out there. I think most people know out there. Ninety percent of us uh, indie workers out there, uh, believe it or not, folks, indie wrestling doesn't pay the bills. For some people, it does. Some people that we know very well, uh, indie wrestling does pay the bills, which is very you know, that's tremendous. That's great that that's become a thing. Like in the past yeah. few years, when we first broke in, it you know wasn't possible. At least right. when I first broke in, it wasn't possible. I forget who it was. Is some. It might have been book, the Book in the Territory podcast. They talked about how it's like the territory system all over again, just the way these independents are popping up and paying good money, and people can shuffle, shuttle here and there and make enough money to feed their families. It's absolutely tremendous. Yeah, it's 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 awesome. It's it's it's. I feel like it's the it's the new renaissance of wrestling. It's a new kind of renaissance era of wrestling. It just it's happening in a different way than everybody anticipated. Everybody always anticipates the. The top company. Can we say their initials now, Mike? Yes, they, you may. Yes, they, you everybody may. figured the renaissance in wrestling would happen with WWE, but really it's kind of happening underneath companies like uh, PWG. Um, is it AAW, right, out of yes. Chicago mm-hmm. that, that Tommaso works for? Uh, in New England, Beyond Wrestling. Uh, you have companies uh, that run like the super show type things like Big Time Wrestling and NEW, uh, you know, Chaotic Wrestling that we used to work for, which has been a stalwart for some... 16 years now um but this is happening it's a really great thing um for everybody i you know much like you we would travel long miles for uh 
15 bucks and a handshake, and sometimes you wouldn't even get the 15 bucks. You know? Hot dog, maybe, sometimes, <laughs> if you're lucky. Yeah, I mean, I distinctly remember going to a show and just literally getting a hug. Uh, and that was my payday. <laughs> and um, But that's that was the climate. And now we're at a point where I don't lose money in wrestling anymore. I make money. Uh, all the recent purchases I've made between camps <laughs> or trial camps, perhaps, or boots or gear has been paid for by wrestling. I'm not losing money even with ordering those things. So it's a great time. It's amazing. Even for a guy like me who, at the point I'm at, um, but... We all have to work jobs for the most part. Right. I work a 40-hour-a-week job. I work in corporate America. Uh, never thought I'd work in corporate America. Uh, I, w- I was very fortunate with the last job I had. It worked very well with professional wrestling. Right. Um, you know, I didn't <laughs> if I needed time off, I got time off. <laughs> you know, now, not so much. It's a, corporate, it's a corporate job that pays well. I'm able to support my family very well. Uh, but I still want to do this crazy thing of wrestling. So every day, I got to get up and go to work, forty hours a week. Plus, um, as you know, Michael, and I think a lot of the the fans know, I'm a married man. Mm-hmm. I have two. I have two small children. One one's four. Uh, one is not yet a year old. Uh, so I have to fit time in with my family. Um, I have to fit time in. Try to fit time with my wife. And oh yeah, I still got to get to the gym too, which these days I've been doing at five thirty in the morning because, and then, and then uh, three times a week doing double sessions. Um, so, <laughs> just so Monday through Friday of just getting ready for the show, it's it's uh, three double sessions in the gym, you know, five or six mornings of five thirty a.m. cardio, uh, and then go to work all day. Right. And then come home, and I got to take care of the kids and and start dinner for a couple hours. And then, you know, it just it's craziness. Uh, aside from that, we got this fun little project that we like to do. Yes. Uh, the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, which I love because it gives me a creative outlet. I can talk and just, you know, BS and, and talk about whatever and fun things like this. Um, even, even though I, was, I, I haven't really started traveling far distances yet uh, lately, uh, but I have been traveling to a lot to like Rhode Island, Connecticut, uh, Massachusetts, all over, Western Mass., uh, so that's long, long days away from my family and uh, making my wife watch the kids on the weekends. Um, you know, and this is not me like, oh my god, I feel sorry for me. I'm just telling you, it's crazy. And, and the one good thing I'm lucky at is I do have the support system where my wife says, no, go ahead, go go chase this. You know, I'll take care of the kids. I'll take care of the house. I'll take on the responsibility. I get some heat sometimes. Uh-huh. I might have a little heat right now. Oh boy. <laughs> happens on occasion i understand um but like i said it allows me to uh, to wrestle so last weekend specifically we talked about so we talked to kind of about the monday through friday i get up are uh, you eating these days by the way i'm my diet is tight mike impeccable tight not impeccable you know i uh I might have a might might have a little treat for myself. I went on a nice dinner date with my daughter on uh, Monday night. I might have had a little calzone and some some oh. some cream from Paisanos. <laughs> no, not from Paisanos. Right. Uh, but uh, you know, so I you know do have a little treat now and then. But keeps you going. Yeah, uh, I mean, hell, go on. I'll I'll post the picture. I'll post the picture of me from the the picture we took at the NXT show from February. And I should take a picture now because I, I don't even know. I haven't weighed myself because I get obsessive with it. Right. I weigh myself every day and then I get discouraged. Uh, I, I I don't know. Uh, my jeans are loose. My uh, my shirts are loose. Uh, I can breathe again when I go upstairs, which is very nice. 
So it feels good, but it's like the opposite of me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going well. But Brian. this is all an effort too, because right. you know, and we can peel back the curtain even further if you want, Mike. Uh, I think we kind of alluded to it a couple times. I'm doing a Ring of Honor tryout uh, coming up here, um, so I'm very excited about that. I want to see see if I see what I got left in the gas tank. You know right. what I mean? Um, but in doing that, I'm working these shows to get my name out there. Um, so I did have three shows scheduled last weekend. Right. Friday night was uh, Top Rope Promotions, which was a big one. It was, it was supposed to be outdoors, but it got moved in because of weather. But with Kevin Nash, Vader, Gabriel. Yeah. We J- talked about I don't Vader know if you know. Bit. I don't know if you know. This. I got a, con- a funny connection to Vader because my brother, the playboy Jimmy James, is, n- is best friends with Vader. Really? Oh, yeah. They're best friends. You know, he packed Jim- his bag, I heard. <laughs> he was carrying his bag, tying his boots, putting his knee pads on for oh, him. Oh, goodness. So, yeah, this was, fr- so this was Friday night. And those shows are always very cool because you have, again, Kevin Nash is a guy who, like, you know, when I was, like, a teenager, he was Diesel and had his run in WWE. When Later on in my teenage years, one of the founding members of the NWO. So this is a guy through, like, I was always a big fan of wrestling, but through, like, the boom period when my teenage years, like, this was a guy who was one of the top – five or six names in the business. So always cool when you're on shows uh, with guys like that. Um, didn't spend a lot of time with him, but he was a nice guy. Took a picture with Jimmy, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> burying Jimmy a little bit right now. He's going to get all pissed off. Um, but I don't know. Just very cool to, to, to see guys like that because never in a million years when I was a kid growing up watching Big Daddy Cool Diesel did I think, well, I'm going to be in the same locker room as him one day. Uh, also, Gangrel on the show, tremendous guy, very nice, just kind of one of the boys, hangs out, talks, chit-chats. Uh, sometimes you get in these shows with these names, and they don't, you know, they don't want to be bothered. They don't, yeah. they just, they don't even want to be there, and I get it. I'm not sure if I went up there and was selling out arenas and then came back down to the Indies, I'd be the most personable guy. I'm not the most, I may not be the most personable guy anyways, I don't know. Well, you tell me, Mike. Of course, you're a, you're a, you're a doll. You're a doll. <laughs> But he was cool, and then and then Vader is out of his mind. He's out of his mind, crazy. He's uh, but legitimately took a liking to the. Uh, I'll tell the true story because I don't want to listen to the Playboy piss and moan about it. You uh, mean a Playboy who's a regular <laughs> on a man walks into an armbar? Yes, yes, and and a regular mention on uh, uh on, <laughs> on, the on the here. Podcast, yeah, nothing, yeah. J- Jimmy's actually come into top pro promotions now. We're going to be teaming there, so it's pretty cool. Um, but Vader took a liking to him. Just. I don't know if it's because Jimmy gave him his gallon of water or what, <laughs> and then they found out they were working together, but uh, took a light, really took a liking to him. But Vader is out of his freaking mind, out of his freaking mind, just just crazy, like hitting on the girls in the locker room. Just, <laughs> he's funny. It's funny. He's like a 60-year-old dude. Like I wouldn't, The dude's tweeting out pictures of his dick, for Christ's sake. He did? Me. Yeah, you, you didn't know about this? No. Vader tweeted out a picture of his dick. My goodness. <laughs> How did you not know about did, this? Wait, did Jimmy take it? <laughs> yeah, Jimmy took it this weekend. No, Jimmy. The actually, picture, the picture. Not J- no, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Will you stop? <laughs> no, Jimmy actually got the picture blown up and had Vader sign it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But uh, yeah, he took a liking to the Playboy. And, but he's—I mean, I don't—I don't know. If I was like sixty years old and the former world champion. I sold all the arenas like Vader. Maybe I wouldn't give a shit either. Just, right. Here I am, folks. You know. <laughs> uh, so that show was awesome. Like, you know, five, six hundred people. How was your match? Uh, it was good. I wrestled Nick Steele, Playboy. So the Playboy might have veteran. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Jesus, wrestling 25 years. Physical quick match. 
got my boy the playboy come in help me out we did a number on him the crowd uh the crowd didn't like us too much mike no 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 they didn't like us too much they called me awful names oh boy <laughs> probably no worse than the ones i've called you <laughs> yes so i mean before the show selling merch people see us out there after the show you're trying to hawk merchandise um that's kind of the typical experience on those on those type of shows now saturday night i was supposed to have a show um but on wednesday or thursday i got an email from the promoter that they had to cancel that show which is one of those things <laughs> that like for me my immediate instinct is probably what what do you think my immediate instinct was I'm going to sit home and do nothing. No, absolutely not. No, I was trying to. <laughs> my first thought was like, "Shit, I got to get another booking. I want to go try to find another show to work." Oh, now, really? What you, now, what do you think my wife's instinct was? Uh, no, stay home. <laughs> exactly. Let's, Thanks, Mike. Now you're playing along. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at this. Apparently not. You. For, it's just been so long since you've had bookings, you forgot. <laughs> exactly. And you're extended. It is. Um, but yeah, so so Saturday night was fully anticipated on uh, going and uh, wrestling and selling some merch and making towns, if you will, Mike, traveling the highways and byways of. But instead, it was family night. <laughs> it, it was. It was funny. Remember what the hell we did? Hell watch, if I watch wrestling. Hell if I know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We went shopping or something. I'm sure. I don't even freaking remember. I have such a bad, but probably a well. <laughs> oh. I'm not sleeping much these days, so it might have not, might have not been the worst idea. Uh, but it always sucks when uh, the show gets canceled, and not necessarily for the monetary reasons, but because like you know these are people that run these shows or whatever, and people get mad when shows are canceled. The boys, the fans, um, but ultimately these are all real people running these shows, and shit happens sometimes. You know, I'm not gonna get all pissed off at this guy, and you know, I mean. Believe me, my family doesn't eat off of wrestling. So, uh, we used to have a joke kind of going around with uh, when I worked for Chaotic. Uh, whenever Jamie would hand me my check, it would, it would be, "Oh, thank God, my kids can eat this weekend." You know, like. But uh, truth be told, it's never been that. Um, it is for some guys, though, but not not a lot locally. Yeah, no. I mean, I mean, I mean, just a guy like Tommaso, who, right. who's now you know now with WWE. Um, but I remember having a conversation with him at um, one of the Cold Furies, the first one in the school, the, the 13 or whatever. Um, and he was talking to me about quitting his job and, and uh, you know, trying to make a living doing indie wrestling. And I said, you're freaking nuts. Like, yeah, <laughs> I was like, you're completely nuts. And he proved me wrong. And that's awesome because uh, I love Tommaso and I'm happy to see the success he's had. And he's making more money now than he's ever made in his life. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> You know, not just but even before going to WWE, you know. Right. So, I mean, there's money out there. Um, so for somebody like him, losing that booking on a Saturday night is a big deal. For me, it's, you know, my wife's like, oh, good, you can be home now. Now you can hang out with us and do some stuff around the house. Yeah, now Tommaso's going to be on Raw in a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah. Part of the Cruiserweight division. So, yeah. Um, but then Sunday now. So now Sunday bookings I, I never really had a lot of. Right. But now since I've hooked down with Beyond Wrestling – that's, That's their are. bread and butter, Sunday yeah. nights. Yep, and those shows, man, are nuts. <laughs> and I love it. Yeah? I love it. And, uh, talking with the promoter, and I, don't know, I, I know he has like the gimmick name <laughs> or whatever. So Denver, Colorado. Yes, uh, but he was saying we're, one time he created we're like this crazy rock band, you know. It, and, and I think it's a pretty 
indicative statement and a very true statement. It, it, it's great. It's nuts. The crowd is nuts. The locker room is nuts. The guys are nuts. The matches are nuts. The action's nuts. He's nuts. It's She's nuts. nuts. These <laughs> nuts. <laughs> oh, come on. But it is, and it's awesome. It's unlike anything else uh, I've experienced in wrestling. Now, Just beyond <laughs> wrestling, the, there are no chairs. Right. The fans are standing around the ringside. Basically, they can lean on the apron. They're they do lean. Yes, yeah. they do lean on the apron, and they're and they're right there, which obviously presents challenges if you're like you're trying to talk to, to your opponent right. or. Um, I mean, it is. It's such a cool environment, man. Like, um, and you feed off it, and and then you see some of the guys that perform there, and you watch them perform, and it makes you want to up your game, and it makes you want to, you know, makes you want to go out there and have a great match. Um, I mean, there was like this crazy ten man tag right before my match, um, with these guys from New York, Team Pazuzu, who are awesome, who are awesome. I should have some of those guys on sometime. They're awesome uh look them up team pazuzu um and they the team new england which are some guys that we know anthony green brick mastone ace romero uh who else xavier bell was on this team i think that was, i think that was all of them and they had this crazy 10-man tag and the crowd's going nuts and i'm just thinking all right <laughs> man so it's me and jt dunn and uh you know. Wait, you and JT Dunn? I thought you were a referee. <laughs> well, no, Mike, there's a story to that. Oh. So uh, JT cuts a promo and says whoever, you know, takes this match can beat him and take his spot. And I just happen to have my elbow pads and my wristbands in my ref pockets. So, uh, you know, I put those on, took off my ref shirt, and I'm a wrestler now. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Come on, we all knew I was going to wrestle. Come on, Beyond fans. Did you think the Kingpin was not going to wrestle for Beyond Wrestling? Come on. Well, come on. You invested in that referee <laughs> shirt. You had to get some use out of it. I'm returning that thing to Amazon now. Oh, come on. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, but, I mean, to have – and I'd been you know, I'd been refing there. So, I've been in the ring for these matches and seen the way the fans react and whatnot and uh, know what the fans expect there. So, I guess it was kind of a cool way to get an introduction to Beyond without having the pressure of actually having to wrestle. Yeah, that's a um, really good point. You know. Were you were you worried about how they would react to your match as a wrestler? Yeah, I was I was very worried because I th- I think I don't typically I don't fit like the mold of some of the guys that are there. Um, I mean, if you think of some of the guys that are on top of Beyond Wrestling right now, you got Dijak, mm-hmm. um, you got Dunn, you got Chris Dickinson, uh, Matt Riddle, Tommaso was on top there. Biff Busick, uh, Biff uh, basically Busick. made his name. Yeah, and I don't wrestle like those guys. <laughs> like, like not even like a little bit. Like, I'm completely unique and different. But then I kind of started to realize, like, man, that could really be my strength there is that I'm, I'm unlike anybody else there. Like, even some other big guys, like, like a Keith Lee or something like that. Keith Lee is this freak athlete who played professional – or not professional, but Division One college football at Texas A&M and started next to a guy who's in the NFL and is a Super Bowl champion uh, for the Seahawks. Um, but I, I'm, even though he's a big guy and 300-plus pounds, like, I don't wrestle like him either. Right. Because he does he – I mean, he's just a freak athlete. He, he's If you don't know who Keith Lee is, go, like – Go search him on YouTube and just find some of the clips, and he's freaking nuts, man, the, the, the athletic things that he can do at his size. And he's in uh, Ring of Honor now, too, with yeah. uh, Shane Taylor. Yeah, and they're and feuding they're with War Machine. Yeah, they're actually feuding with our buddy Hanson. <laughs> but um, so I, I'm even different than him, so I think that's just, that really gives me a leg up because just by being me, I can be different. Now, do I got to up, up my game there? Yeah, you're damn right I do. Like, you know, so, I mean, I, I – 
got German suplex for the first time <laughs> in, in, in my entire career. I see this. <laughs> it, hey, man, like, but but that that's the type of stuff like when you're on that ty- when that in that type of environment and you see the type of matches that are happening and you you know that coming right after you is is Eddie Edwards versus David Starr and you know later on you got Tommy N versus Dijak and you got uh, the Hit Squad and Brian Fury are on are, are teaming together on this show and uh, you got Matt Riddle versus Chris Dickinson like man you got to do something to freaking stand out so. You know, we went. Me and JT went out there. And we just, you know, beat the hell out of each other and put together what I think was a pretty damn good match and something different than anybody else did on the card. We were gritty. We were. It was like you know the intensity that I like to bring uh, when I'm in there. Um, I like to leave like a little doubt in the fans' minds of is he really beating the piss out of this guy? Right. And some of my opponents might tell you the answers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um. But and just you come out almost like a high on those shows, you know, like or just really any show. It's 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 that high of like going out there and performing, and even in front of a smaller crowd, living that portion of your dream that still is with you from when you were six years old watching professional wrestling on TV, uh, and and still trying to do something with it. You know, for a right. long time I was a little stagnant there, and. Um, you know, I was kind of like the became that bitter indie. Oh, I'm just gonna go out here and do this thing, like, <laughs> and uh, all right, kid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, I don't want to be that anymore. Like, I, I realized, like, man, I'm only I'm only 34. Like, I can still, I can still go. I can still do this. And um, you know, to be all over now, to be so to have three bookings in like every weekend or in in a weekend, and most weekends having two. It's fun, and right now I'm probably burning the candle at both ends. Uh, but I, I love it, Mike. I love it. Right now uh, is one of the most fun times I've had since I've ever been affiliated with wrestling. Um, you know, I'm happy with my personal, my real job, <laughs> like the one that pays the bills. I'm happy there. I'm growing there. However, I'd leave it tomorrow if if I could to make money in wrestling. Um, I'm enjoying going to all these different promotions. I'm enjoying wrestling different people. Uh, I'm enjoying, uh, you know, being part of top rope promotions I never wrestled before. Uh, all these other ones, Atlantic Pro Wrestling. Uh, I love being part of that. Just the positive uh, energy that they that they bring there, and the passion that those guys have. Um, you know, and just trying to deliver a fun, family-friendly show to the you know to the audience. Uh, and I'm real happy to be proud of uh, part of Beyond Wrestling, where. There's an opportunity to be in front of fifty thousand people on YouTube when they when they post your yeah, matches. Yeah, we're talking about. I mean, we're trying to up our social media game, Brian. But uh, social media champion of the internet is probably yeah. beyond wrestling when it comes to. You, that you're stuff. talking about a company that started. They were they were filming in wrestling schools, and now you yeah, know, no, the, the the website is called LookMaNoFans.com because they yeah. started. They didn't have any fans at their shows. Yeah. They recorded in wrestling schools with the other wrestlers. It's all going to be based on social media and and, and digital distribution. Yes, uh, and he's built it to these things where these these shows are like happenings. Like they're a like, it's crazy. Yeah, it could they have they have a rabid following. Um, you know, and it I, could I be love PWG it. East. Basically. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and the guys they bring in there, it's crazy. And, and I think what they're doing is great. And I am I feel lucky and I'm very happy to be a part of it because it's a great platform to kind of show a wide audience like what I'm about. And I appreciate that. And I, and I appreciate the fact that I get to go out there uh, with a guy like JT Dunn. And, and everybody knows in wrestling it's connections and this and that. And it's kind of who you know <laughs> or, or whatever. But I wouldn't have probably gotten – I might not have gotten beyond wrestling without JT 
putting in a good word for me. And that's how things happen in wrestling. You know, you have guys who have faith in you, and they talk to different promoters, and, hey, you should bring this guy. Hey, you should take a look at this guy. Uh, and I'm appreciative that Drew gave me the opportunity uh, to come in. And, and it was definitely an out-of-the-box idea being a ref, like because I'm 400 pounds. You know, actually, I think I'm less than 400 pounds right now. But I'm a big guy, and you don't see big guy refs. But, damn it, the payoff when the crowd reacted was was tremendous. Um yeah, man. I, I think I talked about it a little bit on the book in the territory, but I'm just having a good time right now. And and then we get to do this. Like I, I love doing this. I mean, I, you know, I, we're trying to build it, and we're still in the infancy stages. But I love doing this. I love talking. You know, I love having this this outlet to just you know chit chat and bring our friends on and bring other people in wrestling on and and just talk with you and make people listen to me you have to listen to my story right now because this is my podcast no, no. but i am this i think this is the most fun um i've ever had in wrestling right now um and i and i've done a lot of cool things i feel like i've done a lot of cool things for a guy who spent his entire career in the new england indies um the opportunities that i've gotten um you know when i was with my time in chaotic wrestling or just different you know i think this stretch here since probably like march april uh, on has been one of the most fun three or four month stretches in my career. I'm dog tired because I'm busting my ass, but I think it feels good at the end of the day when I put my head down on the pillow and I like I feel like I accomplished something each day that's helping me try to get where I want to be, whether it's with recording this podcast or I went to the gym that day or uh, you know I wrestled on a show or whatever. When I put my head down on the pillow at night, it's like, okay, like I, I did something today to f- try to further what I'm trying to do. Jeez, I gotta get out of the goddamn house. You're <laughs> <laughs> gonna feel terrible. <laughs> I think I should. I hope. I hope it's it's getting the fire burning yes. in your belly, Mike. Yes. Oh my god, <laughs> that is a week in the life of the kingpin, and he's out there. He's doing it every weekend. Make sure you go out and see him. Well, a little bit later, we'll talk about where he's gonna be. Go out support kingpin Brian Malonis in all he does. All right, Brian. I mean, I know you're talking about making one last go at it, so I'm not quite sure. This is the Best idea? But let's do it. This is our promo about nothing for this week. Brian, it was 1994. World Championship Wrestling. He came into WCW under his indie persona, Terra Rising. Oh, boy. And a few months into his tenure, he was asked about his background. And as a result, he was given a French character and was told to learn the French accent. Here is the fruit of his labor. Brian, I believe this may be Triple H's first televised promo. Let's take a listen to it. The debut in WCW of Jean-Paul Levesque. I'm here to set the record straight today. I want to tell everybody in WCW why I was called terrorizing. I was brought here as a boy from France to be educated in the best schools in the United States. And I got the name by beating up all the American punks in the schools. I was given the nickname Terrorizing. Well, now I am no longer a boy. I am Jean-Paul Levesque, the greatest professional wrestler in the world today. Remember the name, Jean-Paul Levesque. So, uh, not brimming with confidence. <laughs> it's, well, well, the accent is... Muddled, <laughs> I would say. Sure. Yeah, you could tell he just didn't believe it. Well, I don't know. Like, why do you... 
I guess there's a long history of it in in professional wrestling, whether it's uh, our good pal Kofi Kingston uh, with his Jamaican accent through the yes. Indies and then into WWE. I think Lana right now, her Russian accent is the horrible. Falling apart. <laughs> yes, it, it, it goes in and out. Um, but you take these people who don't have accents and you try to give them these accents. And why? And on top of that, I mean, I'll pull back the curtain a little bit. I mean, I was around uh, Killer Kowalski school when uh, Triple H was there. Um, there wasn't a lot of promo work at all. And their, their shows, they did... They were all sold shows, meaning they would show up to a school once a year and put on a benefit for a certain, like a police organization uh, or something like that. So these were straight matches, like 20, they go 20 minutes each, and there were no promos the entire show. It was, you know, one and done. They come to a town once a year. So he kind of went to WCW very early on in his wrestling career and. He just didn't have the experience, and it was evident in that promo. On top of it being his first promo, here's your first promo, and they want you to do it in this accent and this character that you probably don't believe in. So there was a, it was kind of a recipe for disaster. And and give a stupid explanation of why your name was something completely different the week before. Yes, that no one really cares about. <laughs> yeah, It's not like Terror Horizon was like this over guy in WCW. Like, they probably could have just taken him off of TV for a month and just brought him back as a new guy, and they'd be like, hey, he kind of looks like that guy that was here two months ago. <laughs> Is that the same guy? No, I don't think so. It looks completely different. What are you talking about? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, he definitely got better, Brian. I think a little bit. He definitely got better. And he's the bit. best in the world right now, right, Brian? Triple H? Yes. I don't know if he's the best in the world right now. He you're talking about you trying to get one last one last <laughs> run. Talk, Brian, I'm not going to get that way of being an ass kisser. Okay. Come on. I don't know. I th- the best of the world right now. I think, I think my favorite wrestler right now might be Shinsuke Nakamura, Mike. What a long way we've come, huh? Yes, and he's going to main <laughs> event WrestleMania. I, I think he's going to main event at WrestleMania. Two he years from now. S- Freaking amazing. I, I called I love, it back in episode two. I love Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm a big fan. Probably, probably my favorite wrestler right now. He's, and he's the NXT champion. Yes. All right, Brian. That was your promo about nothing. And now it is time for you. And as we've been talking about here, <laughs> what happened oh, over no. there? Oh, no. What'd you spill? I dropped my phone. Oh, no. <laughs> how am I going to give How am I gonna give what we're about to do, Mike? Uh-oh. Okay. Well, Brian, while you're, while you're <laughs> rummaging through the uh, garbage over there, you are hitting the highways and byways. You gotta stall more. You gotta stall more, Mike. I don't know where my phone went. <laughs> you are crisscrossing this great nation of ours, hitting the highways and byways, plying your trade as a professional wrestler. And if you can get to your phone, you have. How about the flashlight? Can I see your flashlight on your phone, Mike? Oh my god! <laughs> How much of this is gonna be edited out? <laughs> well, I think we might keep this just as it is. <laughs> If you're able to find your phone, I believe on there you have dates. Am I mistaken? I do have dates on my phone. I just don't know where my phone is. What are you doing? My wallet's gone. My wallet's gone. All right. Brian, you got it over there? I got it. Well, thanks, Mike. Thanks. I appreciate you helping me find my phone. uh, All right. I got so excited for this segment that I I threw it across the room. (laughs) So you still got dates or you got your phone cracked? No, no, no. I got an OtterBox on there, buddy. Oh. You make they, fun of my case. Are but they a sponsor? <laughs> they may. Maybe they will be. 
We'll just tell them we got millions and millions of uh, fans. But I got dates, Mike. Let's get on to the dates <laughs> oh, here. You're God. distracting me. I know you're gonna. I just peeked out the uh, microphone there. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday, September the tenth, Mike. Yes. Top rope promotions. Wareham, Massachusetts. The Playboy will be there. And I believe Ron Simmons and D'Lo Brown, the Nation of Domination, will also be in attendance. Wow. How about that? We're talking about the real deal now. Woo! <laughs> September 17th, the very next week on Saturday, September 17th, I return home to Atlantic Pro Wrestling, the heavyweight champion of Atlantic Pro Wrestling, defending against some fat piece of crap called Wrecking Ball Ligurski. Uh-oh. Yeah. This is supposed to take place a while ago, wasn't it? Well, it's happening now, Mike. Wow. It's happening now. I'm going to I'm gonna take this Tubbelard uh, to school and show him that I'm still the best big man in New England. Nobody's taking my mantle. I'm not going anywhere yet. And then September the 23rd, Friday night, Top Row Promotions, Brockton, Mass. I return to the fighting city of Brockton. Right. Isn't that where Vince Vicalo was from? <laughs> Brockton, Mass? Um, I don't know. <laughs> and then Sunday, October the 2nd. Whoa. Yes, okay. we're into October now. Beyond Wrestling, Somerville, Mass., Arts at the Armory, your old stomping grounds, yes. Somerville, Massachusetts, a yet-to-be-determined match. I will be wrestling. I'm a wrestler now. You won't even have to edit this out, Mike, I promise. <laughs> I didn't reveal my opponent. <laughs> I may already know who I'm wrestling, but I... Uh yeah, I'm not gonna call. I'm not gonna call you late in the week to edit this out. But Beyond Wrestling, I returned to Beyond Wrestling on uh, October Sunday, o- October the second. Okay, O'Brien, I have a plug. Oh, I'm plugging. What are you week. booked? I'm, no, I'm not booked. I'm not booked. But uh, we've got a number of friends in this organization, even though we are no longer a part of this organization. Uh, Chaotic Wrestling. Hold on, hold on. Wait, I'm going to put a <laughs> stop to this here. Wait a minute here. Come on. Come on. <laughs> don't, don't be facetious. You, uh, you've got a number of good friends there as well, and they're putting on a big night of action at Lalasher Park, the home of the Lowell Spinners. Is that Lalasher? Okay. I, I looked up. I lo- actually looked up how to pronounce it. I couldn't <laughs> find it. So Lalasher Park. Yes. Home of the Lowell Spinners, Lowell, Massachusetts. That's this coming Friday, September 9th. They have a night of Grand Slams presented by Chaotic Wrestling. It's an 8 p.m. start this Friday, September 9th. Rob Van Dam's on the show. Tommy Dreamer. Rhino, as we mentioned earlier. Hope he's uh, hope he's okay from the uh, stitches. Also on the show, Cody Rhodes will be there, and he'll be taking on former guest good friend of ours winding down his career now brian fury cody rhodes versus brian fury at this event d'lo brown as we mentioned earlier he'll be there as well from nxt austin aries is on the show johnny gargano's on the show tomaso chump is on the show and then this will be tomaso's final local match and it's going to be against warbeard hansen also a former guest on the show and todd sinclair Fat Pants from Ring of Honor, the senior official of Ring of Honor. He will be in as the special referee for that match. And also the Chaotic Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, Chase Del Monte, the Logan Brothers, Donovan Dijak, former guests here, Scotty Slade and Anthony Green will be there, all the Chaotic regulars. All right, Mike, I got a, I got a major announcement here. I'll let the cat out of the bag. Uh-oh. I am not booked for this show, Terry. Not booked. <laughs> You're not booked. Uh, you're gonna start. I think this is gonna start rumors. <laughs> you will not be there, but you should be there, folks. If you're listening to this and you're local, this is the place to be. 
this Friday night, September 9th. Go to LaLasher Park, the home of the Lowell Spinners, Lowell, Massachusetts, for Chaotic Wrestling's biggest show to date. Look at all these stars. you got to be there for a night of Grand Slams. Tell them the WPAN sent you, huh? Exactly. All right, Brian. Let's give a special shout-out to the podcast with little talent but lots of extra belly fat. A man walks into an arm bar, BDA Radio's MMA podcast, hosted by Chad Alden and Paul St. Amon Jr. Find them on BDARadio.com, and make sure you subscribe on iTunes, and I don't know, they're nice gentlemen. What do you have to say? Sure. They're sure. Good, they're good folk. Well, Paul is. <laughs> Paul's one of my best friends. <laughs> All right. Maybe Chad of 5,000 will actually step in the ring sometime. Oh, we're taking the high road, though, aren't we? Yes, we're taking it's the high road. It's a wonderful podcast. I think he's an excellent host, Chad of 5,000, a.k.a. The Champ is here. If you want to know about MMA, that's where you go. It really is a fun podcast. They do a great job. We, we joke around. We, uh, we, go, we have this war going back and forth, but it's a great MMA podcast. They're doing a great job of getting themselves out there uh, as well, growing the BD, BDA radio name. So, uh, yeah, we're happy to be partnered up with them. It's a good show. I, I haven't listened to this week yet. That's on my, uh, that'll be on my cardio in, uh, in, uh, in about, like, eight hours. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Brian, we want everyone to be part of the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing on every platform. So go to YouTube and search the WPAN and subscribe to our YouTube channel. More content coming soon. Also, go to Facebook.com slash the WPAN and interact with us there. And as you mentioned earlier, the WPAN is now on Instagram. New, unique photos, exclusive photos every day at the WPAN on Instagram. And, of course, go to Twitter, at the WPAN on Twitter. And speaking of Twitter, follow our fine sponsor, at BDA underscore radio, and follow me. Why not? I'm at CrocSox. That's S-O-X. And Brian, the kingpin, is at Brian Malonis. That's M-I-L-O-N-A-S. You got it. Use the hashtag <laughs> PDA for BDA and get a shout out on an upcoming show and make sure you call us. Use that voicemail line. Call us 401-584-WPAN. Leave us a voicemail and make sure if you want your MMA and wrestling talk, you go to BDARadio.com. All right. I hope everyone had a great Labor Day weekend and we'll be back next Monday for another episode of the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. Till then... For the Kingpin, Brian Malonis, I am Mike Crockett, and thanks for nothing.